the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Lake Bed and Breakfast. Oh, boy. Nice people. Uh, Hugo and Olga. Hugo is from Miami, and Olga is originally from the Ukraine, and we chit-chatted a little bit. Her mother's over in the Ukraine, and I guess she called her mother last week, or last night, rather, and talked with her. I heard them on the phone, although my Ukrainian's not that good, Joe. Uh, So, oh, wait, here's our proprietor now. Hey, what you up to, Hugo? (laughs) So we've also got in the background uh, three or four great herons that are wandering around, and they're they're picking at me occasionally. And I was hoping Olga would come out and tell us what's going on in the Ukraine, but I don't think she will. She's probably too afraid to be on the radio. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, uh, we've got a really beautiful room here at Cabin on the Lake in uh, Lake Helen, which is uh, actually part of DeLand. It's its own little town, but it was founded by the, uh, the same guy that founded DeLand. By the way, his name was DeLand. <laughs> And uh, he founded this city back in the 1870s. And did you know, Joe, that DeLand was the first city in Florida to have electricity? Is that right? That's their little-known fact. And I think in uh, in 2012, uh, some uh, politically correct group went after them because they have some Christian symbol in their city emblem. And uh, they demanded that it be taken down. And and I think that uh, DeLand gave them the the bird. So then they, that was it. You know, you can stand up to the left. It's not hard. All you got to do is say, no, we're not going to do that and uh, see what happens. They're not going to do anything. Like my son says, if there's a civil war, they won't show up. Right. So at any rate, we're at this beautiful cabin on the lake, and DeLand is a nice little town. That's where Stetson University is, which was founded by DeLand. And uh, then he went bankrupt. He came down here to uh, – dabble in real estate in Orange Groves, and he paid a bunch of people to come down. You know, you couldn't even get to the DeLand area in the 1870s except by steamboat. Did you know that, Joe? You could not get here. The, the, dense, the density of the vegetation was too great. There were no roads. How about that? Isn't that cool? So at any rate, so then he started a school down here, and uh, it turned into one of his friends came down and took over for him when he went broke. Uh, because the orange crop froze and uh, people bellied up. And so he went back to the Northeast, wherever he was from. And his friend Stetson stayed on for a while and uh, had the first private university in Florida, Stetson University, and the first law school in Florida, which is, you know where that is. Tell tell everybody that doesn't know. <laughs> it is in um, uh, Gulfport, Florida. Gulfport. It's right down the street. Right down the street from me. It's been there since, I think, the 1930s, 1920s. It was the first law school in Florida, and Stetson was the first private college in Florida, and now it's a university. Nice campus. We looked around it. So this is a beautiful area. You're close to uh, Daytona Beach. You're about 30 minutes north of uh, Orlando. And, uh, of course, you, you have all the lake country here. 
Joe, the lake country is just gorgeous. You know, you don't think of Florida as having hills, but we do. We do in the central part of the state. And uh, there are lakes everywhere. Yesterday we went to uh, the Blue Spring State Park, which is in DeLand. And we rode our bicycles on the trail uh, from one park to another. If you see me moving around on the screen, folks, it's because there's bugs out here in the yard coming after me. So I'm going to have to swat them from time to time. And we, uh, we rented a, a kayak, and we paddled up into the headwaters of the stream where the, where the stream actually comes out. It dumps into the St. John River, which is a good-sized river, big enough for a steamboat, buddy. And uh, we saw manatees and gars and carp and all kinds of animals up there. So it's a, it's a really nice place. So if you have a chance, if you have an opportunity, uh, grab a weekend at the uh, cabin on the lake in Lake Helen, or if you don't like bed and breakfasts, they've got some nice hotels in DeLand as well. Not very big, but I think it's about 37,000 people. So at any rate, you heard about this guy out in California that killed two cops. Did you hear about that, Joe? It's a sad state of affairs out here today. I think that was uh, El Monte, California. And uh, the guy actually who, who killed the two cops, uh, he was some thug. He was a gang member, a gang banger, and he had been arrested for weapons violations. And, of course, they didn't do anything to him. They just let him go because they said they were nonviolent uh, arrests and nonviolent uh, crimes. Wait a minute. Owning a gun is a nonviolent crime? When did that start, Joe? I got, I'm like, what? The guy should have been in jail for two or three years. He had already had some other arrests, and he ended up killing himself. And he's got all these, they've got his picture. He's got all the tattoos and all that on his face. And, uh, Oh my! What, what's going on out there? It's a it's a mess. I'm I'm just so disappointed. I guess this is that Gascon guy out there in, in L.A. area, and uh, I think that they're suing him. I think people are suing him and taking him to court for not enforcing the law and causing uh, uh, people to die. You know, and that that's well, they should. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, that seems so, like a reasonable complaint. Yeah, you know, I. I if my family is killed because of your stupidity, then you're liable, in my opinion. And uh, that's something that, that we need to go after these guys for. You know, if we don't go after them, Joe, we're not going to get – they're going to take over. But we have to keep after them. We have to keep hammering away at the left and at these crazy people and get them out. Get them out. It's time. We've had enough. I think we're going to have a – a tsunami in, in uh, November with the uh, midterm elections. At least I'm hopeful. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think, you know, I was talking with my dad about this yesterday. Of course, happy Father's Day to everybody out there, and, you, and to you, Doc. But, um, well, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, th- you know, there's a lot of races that people don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to that they probably should, um, given, you know, everything happening, such as what you're describing. Like Secretary of State, those types of, of offices are really, really important. And they actually can end up being the enforcement arms of a lot of these things, exactly what you're talking about. So, you know. That's right. So um, we need the right people in the right positions, and we have to vote. In some states, the uh, the Attorney General is, a voted, is a, an elected office, and uh, uh, the county officials and judges in, in Florida, we elect our, our uh, Supreme Court judges, I think. Yeah, in some cases we do. It depends on the state, depends on, on a variety of things. Yeah. Uh, also, school board. 
That's also huge. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. And you know what has happened, Joe, is with the uh, with the Trump tax uh, changes in, in 2017, 2016, 2017, the uh, the ability to write off forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of uh, property tax, personal property tax, it went away. There's a cap now. It's I don't know, ten or twelve thousand total for your property and and. Uh, your local taxes. And so all these people up in the Northeast and out in California that were paying. I'm sorry. Said, okay. Uh, so all these people that were, uh, that were paying uh, or getting a write-off on their taxes for their real estate, all of a sudden they couldn't do that anymore. And they said, wait a minute, where am I putting all this money? What am I doing with all this money? So you're putting money into, uh, your state, your county, your city, and you don't know what's being done with it. And all of a sudden, people are saying, we better get involved. And that's a good thing. But it's also leveled out the, uh, the real estate around the country, especially Florida has really uh, benefited from that. So you say you got a call coming in, Joe? Uh, the gentleman, I think, was confused. He uh, hung up right away. Oh, okay. So, well, speaking of confusion, uh, I had a patient in the hospital uh, with a diabetic foot ulcer. You know what that is? No, you don't. So I'll tell you, <laughs> it's a it's a opening in the skin, and it gets infected. And this happens because the blood supply in diabetics is poor after they've had diabetes for a long period of time. They end up with uh, clogged arteries, both big arteries and little arteries, and they also lose their sense of uh, of uh, feeling in their feet, and so they traumatize their feet. And this guy wasn't taking care of himself. He wouldn't take diabetic medicine. So now he's convinced that ended up with an infection in the bone in his foot. And the uh, surgeon had to go in and clean that out. So he'll be on antibiotics for four to six weeks. He's going home with an IV in his arm. And uh, he's got a mess going on there. So it's important to take care of that diabetes and that hypertension and uh, to take care of your health, Joe. Take care of yourself. And you know how you can do that the best? How's by that? Coming, by coming to see Dr. Bill. That's not a bad, that is not a bad idea. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. So the war in the Ukraine is going on, and, and I'm, I'm staying at a Ukrainian's bed and breakfast. And uh, by the way, the guy with the foot ulcer, he's also Ukrainian. <laughs> And I said to him, I said, why aren't you back home fighting? He said, I'm too old and sick. I said, that's that's a fact, Jack. But I think the Ukrainians are going to hang on forever. They're not giving up. And that's a good thing. And uh, I saw an interview with one of the, one of the uh, Russian uh, newsmen who defected. And he, he was a protester when... Putin first came in back in 2000, and he did an interview with one of the Ukrainian newspapers, and I read the article. You know me, I'm curious, so I look around and see what's going on in the world. And uh, he said that uh, he's ashamed of his country and uh, that uh, Putin was nothing but a thug and a murderer and uh, that uh, it was the end of democracy once he got elected. And, and you know, that's really too bad because— Russia is a big country and has a humongous effect on the world. And now Putin's lambasting us, saying the U.S. is acting like God's messenger and claims that the world order is changing, and he's going to change it. He's going to change it by what, attacking NATO? I don't think so. Good luck with that. 
Um, so he says that uh, the United States is the real bad guy and that all this came about because of our unwillingness to uh, respect their territorial integrity. Wait a minute. I didn't know they owned the Ukraine. Do they own that? I, mean, I, thought the U- I thought that was an independent country. And they say they don't want NATO on their border. Well, they already got NATO on their border. They got Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia on their border. And now they're going to have Finland. I'm not quite sure what this guy's smoking, but apparently it's not very good stuff. Well, it's more like you know, if you uh, assert yourself and say this is the way that it is, then you hope that everybody will, you know, kowtow to you or bow to you or whatever. And it's not apparently <laughs> apparently working for them. No, it's not working. And we've got some pictures now of some of uh, the uh, U.S. military veterans who were captured in Ukraine uh, on Russian TV. Now, I guess they're showcasing them, you know, like the Romans did. They'd march their their prisoners up the streets and then they'd kill them. Well, these, the Russians won't do that. They'll march them up the street, then they'll send them to Siberia and let them die a natural death in the, in the cold, uh, work them to death. And uh, so I was talking with Olga yesterday, the, the shopkeeper here, the owner, and she was talking with her mother, and I guess her mother's town was being shelled while they were talking. Uh, it's it's hard to believe. They're, they're actually targeting the civilian population, Joe. They are, the Russians are targeting the civilian population. I mean, what have the Ukrainians done to the Russians? I, I don't know, nothing really. But Putin's got the country whipped up, and I guess now he's in it too deep. And if he tries to end it now, the oligarchs are going to kill him. And if he keeps it up, they're not going to be happy either because they're losing their properties around the world and their monies. I'm sure they have plenty hidden, but still. You don't want the people that are supporting you to decide. In Russia, you know, a decision is its often fatal. It, it's not like we're going to vote you out. It's like we're going to kill you, and you're going to be dead. And right. that's the end of it. And they do that. They do that to each other. And they've been doing that for a 1,000 years. And they're just, you know, they've been barbarians for a 1,000 years, and they still are. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it was the Tsar or Stalin or uh, Putin it doesn't matter if it was Catherine the Great. She killed her own husband. Did you know that? She I killed did not. her own husband, and she killed her uh, her uh, husband's. Uh, I think it was his son, uh, or grandson. I can't remember. Whoever was in line for the throne, they had him locked up for two decades, and then she had him killed. Just, just unbelievable. And she wasn't even a Russian. She was a German who came to Russia to marry the Tsar. And then killed her, killed her own husband. Mm-mm-mm. They have to be stopped, Joe. They have to be stopped. By the way, I'm coming to you from the beautiful Lake Helen area, which is near Deland, Florida. We're at the cabin on the lake, bed and breakfast. The wife and I are up here for a little, little quickie getaway. And uh, beautiful time of the day here. It's not too hot yet, but it's going to be hot again, Joe. We were in the... 90s, mid-90s yesterday and the day before. I don't know how it was down in St. Pete. I'm sure it was the same. But uh, we got, we've got this heat wave. I'm hopeful that it will abate here soon. I am weary with the heat. Meanwhile, down in Uvalde, officials are using a legal loophole to block the release of the shooting records. The police department is using a, a state loophole. Apparently, 
if there's no uh, charges filed, and there weren't charges filed because the guy was shot dead, so they, he was dead before they could file charges, then the police don't have to release any information regarding the attempted arrest. And so now the town's folks are suing the police department and the city to try to get the records released, and they want to see what went on and why there was a uh, what an, supposedly an hour delay, but who knows the real story until we get all the records. So it, it might be uh, years before we find out the whole truth about this. But this legal loophole is apparently blocking uh, the town folk from finding out exactly what the police response was and when it happened. And I think that accountability here is important, but I also think that the uh, integrity of the police department has to be respected. I don't know where the middle road is there. I'm not quite sure what, what would be at, at risk if you revealed the details of the operation. Um, I mean, if you made a mistake, you apologize for it, and uh, you take your lawsuits and you move on. And I'm sure that the, that little town doesn't have much in the way of assets. So, you know, what are they going to get? Uh, you, you're probably protected if you're a policeman or a city uh, uh, elected official or an employee. You're probably protected from uh, liability for the most part. So I'm not quite sure what their fear is. Maybe the FBI is looking into it first and doesn't want anything revealed. Uh, but there are 148 public records that have been requested, and so far, nada, not a thing has come out. And the city has not voluntarily released any information to a member of the public, and they won't until they're uh, certain that they're on high legal ground. So I don't know what all this means, uh, but I do know one thing. This is a, not a reason to attack the Second Amendment. This is a reason to enforce the laws that are already on the books. There's plenty of laws, Joe, plenty of laws, guys, that uh, will address these crazy young people, young men, and uh, we'll get that. And this, this guy was on the radar already, the shooter, just like the kid was over in, uh, uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale in the uh, shooting that happened a few years back. And, and as you recall, the sheriff, Israel, he was fired by, by uh, uh, Governor DeSantis uh, within a few weeks of Governor DeSantis taking office for his poor handling of the situation. And he also fired the, uh, the uh, election overseer, what do you call him, the election czar over in that area. In Bra is that Broward? I think that's Broward County. Isn't yeah, it? it's definitely Broward County. And uh, he, he took her out, too, because she... She was, I think she she was part of the cause of the hanging chads. <laughs> you know, she's a dishonest uh, Democrat, of course, but we don't have any dishonest Republicans, as you know. What do you think? I think you, that it's probably good to have a healthy skepticism of everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. And, uh, you know, I have a, I have a healthy uh, skepticism of NATO. Are they going to do anything or not? I mean, come on. All we had to do was march in there before the Russians did, and they wouldn't have come in. But now we've got we've got these thugs that are occupying uh, one of the largest uh, countries in Europe. You, you know, it's a good-sized country. I think Ukraine may be the biggest, uh, not counting uh, European Russia. But uh, 
I don't know if it's bigger than Germany. I think it is. I think it's a little bit. I think Germany's a little bit bigger than Poland, and I think it's a little bit bigger than Poland. And this is uh, the breadbasket of, of Europe for decades, centuries, and it's also a source of oil and gas. It's got a lot of natural resources, uh, good people, hardworking. Go figure. Why didn't we go in early? Somebody tell me. Somebody give me that answer. Somebody tell me. So then we got to look at the other side of the world and say, well, what about Taiwan? Are we going to defend Taiwan? Biden says yes. The White House says no. We don't have a treaty with them to, uh, to uh, come to their aid militarily. We can send them goods, but we don't have an, a, a pact. Let's make a pact. Let's, let's, uh, let's do something to make sure that these people are not uh, uh, taken off the planet because this is a, 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 hot, a really rich source of high tech. Um, a lot of the high tech industries are there. Uh, you've got the Acer computer company, you've got chip manufacturers. And although we probably make the most sophisticated chips still in the United States, uh, Taiwan's, they, they make a, a, a huge amount of chips for automobiles and industry and uh, computers. And we need these people. And they're making, uh, according to the latest quarterly world fab forecast released by SEMI on June 13th, Taiwan is expected to lead global spending on semiconductor production equipment this year with a 52% increase to 34 billion. South Korea is coming in a close second. And uh, we're way behind. So, you know, we're dependent on these people. And if we don't take care of the people that we're dependent on, if we don't look out for them and stand up for them, then guess what? Our supplies are going to get thinner and thinner, and we're going to have to pay more and more. What's happening? We're paying more for everything. Why? Well, it's multifactorial, but part of it is this reliance on China and the Chinese manufacturing ability, and this is uh, this is uh, uh, interfering with our ability to. Sorry about that background noise. We've got people walking around here, so it is a public area. So what can I do? And it sounds like you're doing it. I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. I'm on top of it. And so, look, Joe, we have got to stand up for these people and. I know that there are some Republicans who are saying we're not the policemen of the world. I know Trump said that. That's where I disagree with my party. We are the policemen of the world, and we are in the moral right. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, thuggery and uh, totalitarianism and fascism. These are not, these are not good ways to live, and they ultimately end up in chaos and war for the rest of the world. Uh, you, you can't let uh, a small group of people have all the power. It just doesn't work. You know what? You got to spread it around a little bit. Uh oh, the wife's getting up and leaving. She's had enough of me. She's, <laughs> she, oh, by the way, you know, the, uh, that whole Korean peace treaty thing, you remember the Korean war? Mm -hmm. Well, the wife and I, we're still hammering out our, I mean, I've surrendered, but she wants an unconditional surrender and I still have terms. So we haven't actually <laughs> gotten to a, a full a full peace treaty yet but we're working on it joe we're getting there we're getting there you at least have a demilitarized zone we do have a dmz she has her bedroom and i have mine and we we have connubial visits occasionally in the middle well, that's what's important that's what's important and and we uh we cooperate on children and and on business and uh 
and somewhat on food, and that's important to her. The food's very important to the Koreans. You know that. And uh, that that is the status of my relationship with Her Highness, the little queen of everything, Lee Myung-ju. In, the, in Korea now, your last name comes first, so E is Lee in English, and Myung-ju is her first name and her middle name. It's all one. And it means bright pearl or bright bead. I call her little tyrant, but I don't know the Korean for that yet. So I'm, I'll work on that and get back to you on that, Joe. I'll be expecting All that. right. <laughs> well, here we go now. Um, I don't know if uh, if Ken told you about the mug giveaway. Did he tell you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the mug giveaway. Oh, okay, good. So uh, when we get to break time, I want you to uh, come up with a question, and then after the break, we'll, we'll see if we can give the mug away. Okay. Okay. I feel up to, okay. I feel up to that challenge. Uh, you know, Putin says he has nothing against the Ukraine. They're just something he should own. You know? <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you do that? Can you just say, hmm, I want, can we just say, oh, we want Mexico now? Well, I guess you can, you, you can do anything if no one stops you, right? That, that, see, that's my point. That's my point. you got to stand up to these thugs. You cannot let them bully. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like any bully. He's going to talk real tough and pick on the little kid. But if somebody goes up and punches him in the nose, he's going to run home crying to mama. Uh, and, you know, the, the world order is not changing. The world order is not going to change. In fact, if anything... The Europeans are more united now over Ukraine than they have been in decades since they first started the EU and the common market. And, you know, to me, that's a pretty amazing fact that the Ukraine has has united the rest of Europe. That, And, you know, there's, what, 32 countries in NATO now, and I guess soon to be 34 or when, when Sweden and Finland join. And Sweden's been at peace for, what, 200 years? They've been a pacifist nation for 200 years, and now they— they want to join NATO, which is for one reason and one reason only, military. That's it for fighting. So now you know the uh, I, I probably said this on another show, but you may not know this, Joe. So I'll repeat it now. The the Turks who are in NATO, they are upset and they don't want to let uh, Finland or Sweden in because apparently there are some uh, there are some. Uh, terrorists that Sweden and Finland have harbored, uh, they're Kurd terrorists, part of the PKK, and I mentioned that last week. So I think they're trying to hammer out the uh, details of that, and I say, hell, give them up. Well, you got a couple of dozen uh, Kurds that uh, were blowing stuff up in eastern Turkey. Give them to the Turks. We got bigger fish to fry here, guys. We got bigger fish to fry. And I don't blame the the, uh, Swedes or the Finns for uh, trying to enforce some human rights uh, 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 morals and values, but you, you got to put some common sense into this. You've got to realize that uh, at times you have to make sacrifices, and uh, every great military leader has known this. Even George Washington knew that the Battle of New York was going to be a loser, and he knew he was going to get clobbered, but he, you know what he said? Joe, he said, they got to get experience somehow. There you go. And they did. And they, and they got experience in frontline fighting. They got artillery experience. In fact, Alexander Hamilton, who was a college kid there or a law student, I can't remember which, he dropped out of school, went to the library, studied artillery, 
went down to uh, Battery Park, what's now Battery Park, and he was firing on the British ships as they came in. He was leading a little, a little uh, a cannonade uh, battalion down there. So he got his, uh, he got his feet wet. Uh, that's how you got to do it. I mean, the only way you can learn is to jump in there and do it, and that's what we got to do. And speaking of got to do, what time you got on the on your watch there, buddy? It is almost nine thirty-three. It's nine thirty-two. Why don't we take a coffee break, and uh, Dr. Bill will be right back. Before we go, though, Joe's got a question, and whoever answers it first gets two of my beautiful mugs. All right. Well, this one is, you know, in, in listening to your the conversation today, I thought about, you know, you, really in, in a lot of what you're describing is America's role in the world. And, of course, America's role in the world has uh, been important for a long time. So I, the, the question I have, and I've actually, I think, said this on your show before, so it's a little complicated, but it's worth it, I think, for the mug. This prominent um, World War II-era character said the following about the United States. He said, America always does the right thing after it's exhausted all other options. So if you can tell me who that is, you get a mug. 877-969-8600. I love it. 877-969-8600. I'm Dr. Bill. I got Joe by my side. I'll be right back. You're listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. London Mayor Sadiq Khan says tomorrow's state funeral for the Queen is an unprecedented security challenge. Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to pack central London for a service attended by 500 emperors, kings, queens, presidents, prime ministers, and other leaders from around the world. President Biden arrived in London early this morning. As world leaders gather in New York next week for the annual UN General Assembly, China is also focusing on another UN-related meeting in Geneva. Chinese diplomats trying to thwart a possible call by the Human Rights Council for further scrutiny of its human rights record against the Uyghur ethnic group in Xinjiang. A strong earthquake has shaken much of Taiwan today, toppling at least one building and temporarily trapping four people inside. So far, no reports of any deaths. This is SRN News. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ Dunedin, by downloading The Answer Tampa app, or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 6411 727 384 6411 
When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. It'll be sunny to partly cloudy with a high 86. Today, a thunderstorm response in the evening, otherwise partly cloudy with a low 75. Tomorrow, some sunshine. There'll be a shower response in the morning, followed by a thunderstorm in the afternoon. The high will be 87. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a thunderstorm around the afternoon. The high will be 88. That's your accurate forecast. I'm Garrett Beck for AM 860, The Answer. You're listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. Got Joe by my side. We're doing a show. We're in the second half of the of the uh, hoedown here. And uh, I guess we got a winner, huh, Joe? We do indeed. It, actually, I, I see, I thought this was a little bit more, this was going to be a little bit more challenging. We actually had two guys call in that had the correct answer, but the winner is our friend Jordan in St. Petersburg, and he w- had the correct answer. Now, Doc, before I tell you the correct answer, do you know the correct answer? I do not. You're ahead of me on this one. Okay. The Well, the question was, who was it that said that America always does the right thing after it's exhausted all other options, and that was Winston Churchill that said that about us? Well, he was probably just mad because we came to the party late. <laughs> yeah, but he nailed us, though. He, I mean, he, you couldn't you couldn't be more right. Well, I don't know. I, th- I think that it's a big country, and uh, there's a lot of different factions and a lot of different policies that have come along. And I mean, first of all, you got to look after yourself. Self-preservation is, you know, if we're going to be one world, it's going to be under a dictatorship. You realize that. I mean, that that's just an inevitability of it. But uh, I think that, like any human beings, we make good choices and bad choices, but First and foremost, we got to take care of ourselves. I mean, if, if you don't if you don't look after your own family, then you're not a good parent, in my opinion. And by the way, it is Father's Day, so Happy Father's Day to everybody, uh, especially those of you people who are dads. And I think those are males of the species, aren't they? For generally, the most part. generally, generally, generally. <laughs> I heard one pediatrician, and she said. You can't know the gender of a person until they're grown up and they make their own decision. I'm like, what? You got two X chromosomes, you got an X and a Y. It's that simple. Now, there are some rare genetic conditions where you can have uh, uh, confusion and uh, you can have hermaphrodites and you can have the loss of sensitivity to uh, testosterone at the end organs. 
and then you end up being phenotypically, that means the outside looks like a female, but you still have XY chromosomes, and guess what? You can't have a baby. You may have all the other manifestations of a woman, uh, breast and, and female uh, vagina and all that, but uh, you don't have a baby. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is a, a famous uh, uh, actress who actually has this syndrome, and so she is genetically a male, They're unusual and rare condition. And these things happen, but uh, they're, they're rare. And I don't think there's any reason whatsoever to uh, try to change Mother Nature or the laws of Mother Nature. I mean, how are you going to do that anyway? Well, how could how could you possibly change the laws of nature? I mean, it's like saying two plus two doesn't equal four. It's like changing the laws of math and science. It's like defying gravity. Good luck. I mean, you can defy it, but it's going to take a lot of energy. Elon Musk is doing it every day. He's lifted off into space. So the White House is... Uh, pushing back, you know, uh, DeSantis pushed back against the White House because the White House wants to get, I guess, all kids under five or six now vaccinated. Did you see that? Yeah, it sounds, yes. And uh, they were saying, well, you know, we've got a vaccine and we're going to send it to every state. And DeSantis said, nah, no thanks. We don't need it. We're not interested. And so the White House is going directly to the doctors now, and they're saying, um, if you doctors want the vaccine, we'll just ship it to you directly. Did you know that? I did not know that, but it, again, doesn't surprise me. I, I mean, it, it's yeah. Doctors can order under the under five uh, COVID shots uh, directly from the government. Now, I don't know what's new about this because I've been ordering this stuff for the past what two years now that that we've had the vaccine out a year and a half, and it. First of all, you have to sign up with your state, so it's kind of a silly thing. The way this works, Jay, you have to sign into the Florida Shots uh, program under the Department of Health. So you have to fill out all the forms online. you got to tell about your practice and your, your locations and your, your patient population. You have to say what you're willing to do and not do. Uh, you have to follow certain rules, and, uh, and then you can order, as we did, the vaccine so we ordered both the Pfizer and the Moderna as you know and uh, one of my buddies down the street he had a minus 80 degree freezer that they were using for research years ago that was just sitting there eating up his electricity so I hauled that thing over to my office so we could keep the uh, the Pfizer vaccine because that has to be at minus 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit that's pretty chilly by the way you don't want to sit in there too long or you ain't coming out and so you have to then go and you have to fill out forms not only for the state, but also for the, uh, the FDA and the CDC to be able to get the vaccines. And so you can say, oh, yeah, you doctors, you can order it. But guess what? The state's not going to let you get it if you don't fill out all the forms. CDC is not going to let you. Uh, FDA is not going to let you get it. CDC is not going to let you get it unless you fill out all the paperwork like I did. And, of course, it's like any bureaucratic situation it's a headache to fill all that stuff out and to order the uh, vaccines and get everything in and and then you have to store it so i had to buy another freezer that was minus 15 to 20 degrees a little one was you know nowhere near as expensive as uh, a minus 70 degree 
you know, those minus 70 degrees are five to $10,000 if you can find one, Joe, if you can even find one. So where are, the, where are these doctors going to keep it? You ha- you're going to have to do all this, uh, all these gymnastics, and it's, it's just a bunch of baloney. It's just a bunch of PR baloney, and they're trying to make DeSantis look bad. And you know what? It's just making the White House look stupid. Which is, not, just, which is not the most difficult thing to pull off. No, no. And, you know, my, my buddy in medical said to me, he said, Billy, never underestimate the stupidity of your federal government. <laughs> I like that. And, you know, that's why we have a, confederate, a federation of states, Joe. That's why we have a First and a Second Amendment. And it's no, uh, it's no accident that the Second Amendment comes right behind the First. You realize that. You realize they put that in order specifically so that it would be a reminder to the powers that be that in Washington that they don't make the decisions. We make the decisions. They just carry out our wishes. And if they get too heavy-handed, hey, we got guns. We're going <laughs> to get you. Yeah, there's a lot of Is things that-, that are that are kind of put in place to make it very difficult for there to be a kind of heavy-handed overall authoritarian type control not totally impossible certainly and and it seems like there's an aggressive push at it uh with each passing year but it's not it it isn't even necessarily to thwart malevolence which is kind of the point that you're making it could just be incompetence it could just be that people have really good intentions and really bad ideas and so there's all sorts of roadblocks and guard posts and and uh, to get to keep from happening whatever dumb things they want to do because they may mean well they just may not be all that bright, or maybe they're you know overshooting their competence level at a given time, or whatever the case may be. But it isn't necessarily because they have evil intentions necessarily. However, you wanted to find that could just be that they you know are biting off more than they can chew. Well, I think that there is some truth to that, but I also think that there is some uh, anger and malevolence involved with uh, a lot of the left. And my sisters are prime examples. Oh, I wouldn't you know, disagree my, with that. My sisters, they just. They, especially my baby sister, she hates the United States. She thinks we're we're an evil country because we had slavery and uh, you know Jim Crow and all that. And I'm like, well, you know, that was the world back then. We were pretty much in line with the rest of the world in terms of uh, of outlawing slavery in the 1850s and 60s. And and by the way, most of the North had out. In fact, every northern state had outlawed slavery by the time the Constitution was ratified in 1787, 88, 89. So, uh, you know, this is a bunch of nonsense. And, and uh, the uh, the literature that, uh, that Thomas Jefferson wrote, uh, the Declaration of Independence, that became a rallying cry for uh, abolition of slavery around the world, Joe, around the whole world because of us. We ended slavery in a lot of the world, even though parts of us did not end slavery until the 1860s. Still, uh, we are born of a good seed, and I'll argue with anybody about that. You know, I, I don't think that there's any reason for us to hang our head down and say that that we have done. Uh, that you have to put it on balance, Joe. You got you got to balance the good and the evil. I mean, come on, nobody's 100 percent perfect. So. But I think the good we've done way out, far outweighs the evil. And uh, all you got to do is travel around the world. Everywhere we go in Europe, everybody wants Americans to stay. We don't want you to leave. You're you're a protector. You're a friend. You go to China, everybody wants to talk to you and practice English. You go to South Korea, 
everybody's like, don't don't pull out, you know, even though our president, Moon, who's now gone, uh, we've, they've got a new president. I say we because, you know, now I'm, I guess I'm <laughs> part Korean. I've eaten so much kimchi now. <laughs> and I know so many cuss words in Korean now because she calls me names in Korean. Right. <laughs> I mean, that that's what a wife does. That checks out. That checks out. That's right. And so they want to be close to us because look who are they're sitting. They're sitting uh, next to North Korea, China, and Japan, all three countries of which have been uh, traditional enemies of the South Koreans and have attacked off and on over the centuries. And, of course, they're scared. And, of course, they want allies. And the new president realizes that. And so he said, bring all the de- defensive weapons uh, that the United States had and Moon got rid of, bring them back. We want them. We want to be set up so that if North Korea fires a missile at us, we can shoot it out of the sky. Well, hell yeah. You know, we don't want them shooting it at us, so we'll let you shoot them down for us before they get into the um, into the uh, stratosphere. Works for me. So uh, I think that we have to put it into perspective. Uh, there's nothing perfect in the world, Joe. Well, of course, except for you and me. But that's another story. Um, but there's nothing perfect, and so we have to look at ourselves objectively and say, how can we improve ourselves and not say, oh, I'm evil, I should be destroyed like my sister and people on the left want to do, and we should be a, a socialist, a socio-fascist country like Russia or China, where there's a one-party state, there's a strong man at the top, and there's free enterprise as long as the state's okay with it. You know, They'll let you have your own business as long as you don't interfere with them and they get what they want from you. So does that sound like the mafia? They get a cut? (laughs) It has has all the elements. You know, but then it has all the elements of the mafia. To the point you're making. You know, it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. The point you're making though, is that, and and this is anytime that I hear anybody that's, that's kind of voicing that opinion about how terrible and rotten and evil and, you know, worthy of scorn America is, it's like, okay, look, e- even if I agreed with, with all of that, um, and, and I don't because I tend to have the same attitude that you do, which is essentially that, okay, fine, nobody's perfect. We It even says in the founding documents we're working towards a more perfect union because we recognize that we're not there, so we're always we're working. Perfect. Yeah, we're working yeah, towards yeah. it. But, okay, my attitude about that is, okay, let's say that in your mind we're just so imperfect and we're so terrible that we're worthy of all of this this negativity. My question is really simple. Well, why are you here? Like, wh- what is keeping you from being from going wherever it is that you want to go? That's better. If there's if we're so bad, then we're so bad compared to what? Compared to where? And if there's yeah. other places that are better than here, then I mean, go. There, yeah, there's nothing stopping you from going there. And, and then we'll, fr- we'll from, pack you up and uh, wave goodbye. Yeah, and then we'll from there, you can strut around and talk about how great wherever it is you are is, and that's cool. I mean, it's fine. Do whatever you want to do. But the, the the notion that a lot of people have that, well, America is terrible, America is, is undeserving and unworthy, so we're going to do our, our level best to make it worse. I mean, I don't there, – there really isn't that's, any sort of – insane. Yeah, there's, there's no insane. logic to it. It's all, it's all based on and, emotion, you know, and it's completely yeah. lacking in what you're talking about, which is any sort of historical perspective on these issues. There's well, slavery happening know. today. There's slavery they happening don't. in the world yep. today. And is there know. the same level of energy and to – like because you could do something about that theoretically, right? You're living today. You could do something about the slavery that's happening in the world today if, it, if that was really what's important to you. 
Yeah, and they're not doing that. And and you and you got to look at put it into recent history perspective. Look at uh, when when we bugged out of Kabul. There were teenagers hanging on to the wheels of those big C-130s trying to get out of the country. Yep. You don't see any teenagers hanging on to the wheels of a 767 trying to get out of the United States. It doesn't happen. And you know what? You don't see Americans leaving and in, in the tens of thousands to go to a better country, but everywhere in the world. I've, I've had two or three Cubans who have come across the border illegally in the office recently. And, uh, you know, it's not my place to, uh, to, to argue with them. I'm just there to be a doctor and take care of them. And they, they just, they lambast Cuba. They say, it, you just can't imagine how horrible it is. And they're, they just can't believe that you have these opportunities. We went to dinner last night at a little restaurant in uh, Deland, Italian restaurant. And the guy's from Italy. He's from the Amalfi Coast, which is on the southwest coast of uh, of Italy, and that's that beautiful area with all the homes uh, on the cliffs overlooking the uh, the Bay of, of Naples, and it's just a gorgeous area. And he said, you know, I came here, I've got two restaurants now, and uh, I couldn't even have gotten, a, I couldn't even have started a restaurant in Italy. I could not have even gotten a license. You'd have to get paperwork out the kazoo. You have to wait until there's an opening because they only issue so many licenses. I mean, it's just, and this is Europe. This is free Europe. And this is almost every country in Europe has this problem. And uh, people want to come here. They want to come here even if they're living in a first world nice country like Italy. They want to come here because there are people who want to achieve and they want to excel and they want to uh, apply their their wares and their knowledge and their ability to to produce and manufacture and cook and uh, operate and manage and what greater uh, tribute what greater speech for the United States is that than people saying we want to go to the United States it's a better place to live and nobody's leaving America I don't see any. Do you see any mass migration out of the country, Joe? No, I see a lot of uh, mass migration to Florida is what I see. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is uh, even freer than the rest of the country. So people are coming down here for more freedom. That's right. So it's not like it's not like people yearn for less freedom. I mean, that's insanity. And that's what you do if you destroy the United States. You're going to take yourself into less freedom. So it's a, it's really an unbelievable situation, Joe. I don't know. What are we going to do? We'll just have to keep working at it and stay strong and, and keep pointing out the little facts that the mainstream media doesn't point out and keep talking with, with folks and keep pushing our narrative. And that's, that's what we have to do. We have to stand up. We have to stand up. Keep, keep battling, right? And and I think mm-hmm. that there's there's something to be said for we're kind of always in the the mode of being at each other's throats about everything. I mean, if, 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 I mean, if you look at our history, we are always fighting with each other. And while we're fighting with each other, we're also doing a whole bunch of really great things. I mean, while, while we're, we're working ha- out and we're working out things, too. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it, things are I mean, in many cases, things are, are um, very, very challenging as we've got about two minutes left in this uh, program. Speaking of challenges. But even though things are challenging and 
it seems like it's worse than it's ever been. It's not the worst that it's ever been. Civil War was way worse than now. World War II times were way worse than now. Uh, there, there have been times that are that are worse than what we're dealing with right now, and we were able to get through it. And I think that that's kind of the secret sauce of who we are as people. We we fight amongst yeah, each other, we, get, we tear each we other get. down, and then we, we end up having this great, big, wonderful country. Even if half, even, well, maybe not half, maybe even if a large portion of it thinks that it's terrible, it's still pretty great, even no matter what they say. Yeah. All right, Joe. I got to I got to give a shout out now to Cabin on the Lake. I don't know if anybody out there can see that, but it's Cabin on the Lake, 386-951-2684. That's 386-951-2684. And uh, by the way, don't forget Dr. Bill is available for telemedicine uh, for in-office visits. We're accepting patients. Uh, I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And we have a, a very active practice. We have cardiology, general medicine. We also have uh, rapid testing for the antigen and the PCR, Joe, for the uh, COVID. So if you're going out of country and you need a and you need a, a PCR, we've got that. And it's a 30 minute test, and it qualifies for the PCR. So come in and get that. Again, that's seven two seven three eight four six four one one. How much time we got, buddy? You're about uh, 20 seconds, so uh, you got a little bit of time to say goodbye. Well, I want to say goodbye, and I want to thank everybody, and I want to give a shout-out to Jordan for winning the mugs today. Good job, Jordan. You knew something I didn't, and I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Joe, I'm going to get out of here while the getting's good, buddy. Take care, Doc. You too, buddy. You've been listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at cancareclinic.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Jeffrey Burchard here. Burchard Galleries, Antiques, and Fine Arts Auctioneers. We'll be on the air to take your call talking about treasures from the past. What have you? Give us a call, 877-969-8600. And we'll be right back to take those calls after the news and weather on WGUL 860 AM. St. Pete. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. President Biden in London at this hour for Queen Elizabeth's funeral tomorrow. The Queen's successor, Britain's King Charles, has a long history of meeting U.S. presidents. White House correspondent Greg Clugston looks back. Over the decades, Charles has met 10 of the 14 American presidents who have held office since he was born in 1948. His first such encounter took place when, as a 10-year-old boy, he met Dwight Eisenhower. The king never met Presidents Truman, Ford, Johnson, and Kennedy. In recent years, Charles has held talks with Presidents Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, and Biden. Greg Clugston, Washington. 
Puerto Ricans bracing for severe wind and extreme rain today as Tropical Storm Fiona bears down. It will probably be a hurricane by the time it strikes this afternoon. This is SRN News. Time is the ultimate luxury. I am Dennis Prager. Fill your time beautifully at Corona Cigar Company. The entire Corona building is a humidor. 5,000 square feet of cigar smoking pleasure. Select from hundreds of open boxes of premium cigars, including Florida sun-grown 20-acre farm. It's Tampa's quintessential cigar experience. 4142 West Boy Scout Boulevard. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.